taught how sensuality should look like, what is acceptable and how it's acceptable for us to express our sexual energies. Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. In this podcast, I will be interviewing inspiring humans who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the vegan yogi traveler. It is my intention that you too will feel inspired to follow your life purpose. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Doing It For The Dharma. I'm so happy that you are here with me. If it's your first time, welcome to the show. So I always like to start off with just updating you with a little bit of what's going on in my life right now. If you listened last week, you will have known that we had our first ever yoga and craft retreat, which I co-hosted with Jackie from Creative Nights and oh my goodness, it was so beautiful so much fun such an amazing group of women and what I really loved it was really surprising because the energy of the retreat was so playful and really really cheerful and it was like we were all like a bunch of little girls who were constantly giggling and there was so much laughter and just just a really really light energy which was super super healing unexpected and really powerful so of course, as there were there were many relaxation elements. Um, yeah, it was just really fun to have this community of sisters as women, and we were yeah just just having a really good time together, which was super super special. So yeah, Jackie and I are for sure thinking of redoing another one, maybe in the springtime, if people are interested, and we may even be thinking about doing one abroad, maybe in Portugal in the summer which is super super exciting so yeah I'm just so grateful that I'm able to do this work and share these experiences with incredible women around me so I feel super super blessed and I'm really happy because I've kind of had this manifestation come into fruition where I really wanted to start taking my workshops and my work global and I wrote down on a little affirmation card I think about a year ago now and I have it in my purse and it says I am hosting global workshops and that's it just a nice little I am statement so that the subconscious mind sees it every time I open my wallet my purse and this is powerful because before I moved to Hamburg I had my amazing community in Dusseldorf like a really big yoga community and was often running events and had so much on and then when I found out I had to move to Hamburg I was like oh shit I need to start everything from the ground up again so I wrote down an affirmation card I am a successful yoga teacher in Hamburg and yeah I had that with me also for a long time in my purse and then I realized wow like I made it (laughs) I did it like yeah I'm a successful yoga teacher in Hamburg I've got work in the studios I run my own workshops I've built up another incredible community so once that manifestation was realized I was like okay now it's the next step now I want to bring my workshops global so yeah I've had that affirmation in my purse for a while and I'm seeing it 
I'm seeing the results slip into my reality, which is so, so exciting. So, for example, I've been asked to team up with um, someone called Jonathan, who runs Crunch and Brunch, which is basically like this charity event where there's a hit workout there's a yoga class and then it's followed by vegan brunch such a cool idea and yeah I've been asked to run an event in Switzerland with crunch and brunch which will be in a couple weeks time which I'm super super excited about and then I was kind of like wow this is really the gateway to kind of going a little bit more international because then I realized okay if I'm in Switzerland, I'll probably run one of my own women's events too. So I'm just looking for like a studio and somewhere I can do that. And then yesterday I got a message about being asked to co-host a event in Paris in June. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is really happening. And it's super exciting because I've still got that beautiful community in Dusseldorf. So I'm going to be back there running some events in the summer. And I've decided to try and start a little community in Berlin as well. So I literally just made um, a new meetup group for Berlin today. So yeah, I feel like everything is kind of like piecing together step by step, which is so, so exciting. And yeah, it just made me realize that I was kind of like thinking small before by just holding myself to Hamburg. Now I'm like, okay, step outside of the bubble and just expand and grow, which is, yeah, really, really cool. So that was that. And then, yeah, after the retreat, honestly, I was just super, super exhausted because it was really intense. Like it was so much fun. Um, but obviously to hold that space for the whole weekend took a lot of energy. And obviously we were teaching workshops and giving classes. So I was definitely very exhausted by the next day after the retreat because I hadn't had a day off for a while. And then the universe kind of kicked me in the ass and got me to slow down as I was doing a home yoga practice. And I was doing some jump throughs with the blocks. If anyone, any of you guys know, you jump from down dog to dandasana. And I smacked my little toe against one of my cork blocks, which is really, really solid and hard. And it really fucking hurt. And then I couldn't work, walk on that foot. And I was like, oh shit, I, ho- I think I might have broken the toe, but I wasn't sure. So I went to the doctor the next day. And I was like praying to my angels, please, please, please let this just be bruising and swelling and nothing serious. I was praying so much. And I went to the doctor and he looked at it and he was like, oh, that's for sure broken. And I'm like, okay, well, if it's broken, then obviously I really need to slow down. And I guess I can focus on some other projects I've got going on. And anyway, so we went, he sent me in for an x-ray just to really double check and it was a fucking miracle because nothing was broken I didn't even have like a little fracture or anything and the doctor was really surprised and honestly so was I because it's been so painful so yeah that was just really been a really big sign from the universe to slow down calm my energies because I've been doing way too much and then I kind of wanted to know why that actually happened like you know, I always like to search for the deeper meaning of things. So I decided to go into my Akashic Records. So if you aren't familiar with the Akashic Records, this is basically a vibrational realm, almost like a, a library, which stores a record of each and every soul on the planet and record of places and things. And it's a record of your past life, current life, future timelines, 
everything you've ever said, done, or will do. And yeah, it's a really, really powerful space. And I basically learned to read Akashic Records with Ashley Wood, who is the previous owner of Manifest This podcast. She now has a new podcast, The Line. And I'm so excited because I'm going to be interviewing her in a few days. Anyway, I did my training with Ashley, which was amazing. And it was really powerful to go into my records. But I hadn't been in them for a few months, I think because, you know, I've been through a breakup and then I was moving places and houses and visiting the UK and then I just had so much on that I just kind of felt resistant to going in them. I'm not really sure why, but I went in and I wanted to know what the deal was with my foot and it was really, really interesting because I was told that I have been so ungrounded lately because as I just said, I've been moving around and doing so much and moving from place to place that I've just been so up in the air that they needed to give me a sign to literally connect my feet back to the earth and the week before I like hurt my other toe my other little toe from dancing too hard at ecstatic dance and now the other toe I hurt with the yoga block and I was literally told every single step you take is now painful so that you can finally feel the earth beneath your feet and get grounded again and I thought wow that's hilarious they told me it wasn't necessary to break my toes um which I'm really thankful for thank you angels um yeah but it's definitely made me aware of like okay I really need to ground and calm my energy down and I was told in my records that the more that I do ground the faster that my foot will heal so I thought that was really beautiful and I've been trying to yeah ground my energies by cycling a lot by spending time there's a lot of nature in Hamburg so just cycling feeling the breeze against my face cycling past so much water I've been choosing to cycle in the rain because again I feel like that's very grounding connecting to the earth elements and yeah just trying to take things a little bit slower this week because yeah I just had way too much on my plate so that was super super interesting and then the second thing I wanted to know was why was I going to Switzerland and I know obviously I'm going because there's an event there and I'm going to teach yoga but really again what is the deeper meaning of this and I was told in my Akashic records that Basically, in the 19th century, I had a past life in Switzerland as a handmaid and I was really like disrespected, not treated very well and I essentially was not a free woman. I was someone's property, this handmaid. So apparently, I'm needing to go back there to reclaim this aspect of my soul which I had lost through, yeah, disempowerment and now I'm going to be going back there, stepping onto Swiss soil as a free and empowered woman which is just amazing so I'm really curious how that will feel energetically and I look forward to updating you guys on that and I was told that there's going to be a surprise waiting for me there so yeah it's super super exciting so that's yeah in a couple weeks time that I'll be going so yeah look forward to what that may be and yeah other than that I've been having lots of girl time lots of sister time like on Friday we had a beautiful wild sister meetup where we had a nice vegan potluck we all cooked some nice food to share and we did a clothes swap 
Oh, and it was just so beautiful. There was about 15 of us. We did a little mini ritual as well with some oracle cards. And it's just so amazing to be surrounded by so many like-minded, conscious women. Like I feel like these women are the glue that hold me together. Like I just, yeah, I just cannot be any more grateful for the girls that I do have in my life. It's just so, so special. Oh, sisterhood is so, so important. If you don't have some sisters in your life, girl, go find some. Or, dude, go find some brothers. Because, yeah, it's so, so important in all areas of growth and development. Oh, yeah, so anyway, I think that's enough about me and what I've been up to so far. If you are interested in the Akashic Record experiences, I will, at the end of this episode, just upload... um or I'll play a little snippet of my Akashic Record channeling just so you can get a little feel for it and what it sounds like because there was some profound information there too. Moving on to my guest today for the show, Liana. I'm so, so excited to bring you this episode. Oh my goodness, there's so much wisdom in this episode. I think this episode has the most depth and the most useful application to life. Basically, Leanna and I met, I'd say, I don't know, it was quite a few months ago, she reached out to me because she just moved to Hamburg, she's also from Greece, and we met physically first at a cacao ceremony that I co-hosted with my friend Monica, and we connected really, really well. And yeah, we haven't spent so much time together, but definitely energetically feel her presence and she's amazing she's also teaching workshops she works with women and we really dive deep into this episode of embodiment empowerment as a woman we dive into self-pleasure experiencing pleasure in the body and yeah this episode was just absolutely incredible and i'm really really excited for you to hear what liana has to say so i will leave it at that uh, enjoy the episode and I'll catch you on the flip side. Liana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for doing this because I know I literally just dragged you into this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, we're doing a podcast. No, you knew, but thank you. I really appreciate Thank your you energy. for having me. Oh, such a pleasure. So before we dive in, I just want to ask you, what does Dharma mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's really a difficult question. Mm. Um, I guess it would be when you follow your purpose and when you're aligning your life in such a way so that you are, yeah, basically flowing with your life purpose and it's a very it's a very very big word and it has i think many layers to it but if i could just simplify to me that would be it just following your life purpose mm. yeah and yeah it, we can go into very deep <laughs> discussion about it regarding how you find your life purpose and all of that mm. but i think it's yeah i think i will leave it to mm. here 
short and sweet yeah. and beautiful yeah that's a really beautiful explanation and like you say there's so many layers there's so many different lenses we can look through depending on yeah. the philosophy and blah 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 that could be a whole podcast episode within itself for sure i think you should do it yourself <laughs> like you should do a self self mm. podcast yeah. about dharma yeah i think that's a really good idea yeah. okay i'm gonna save this in the mental hardware okay so if you would like to just share a little bit about who you are a little bit of background so if you could like summarize yourself and introduce yourself to the audience that would be beautiful okay I don't like selling myself. <laughs> no, you're not selling yourself. It's just like who you are. You know, yeah. you go to a party. Oh, who yeah, are you? Yeah, yeah, this definitely. Is, this is the party. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Where were you born? Where are you from? Are you on so, such basic <laughs> Well, we can okay. start there. If well, you, if so like. I come from Greece. Mm. So this is where I was born and raised. And I left when I was 18 and I spent a lot of time in the UK, about 10 years. And London was one of the places that really changed me and mm. really showed me actually that there is um, a different way to live and survive and enjoy life. Um, I remember one of the first experiences I had there of um, actually one of the first homes I had was in a beautiful warehouse mm. and it was the first time I actually saw people um, working and doing a job that they love doing. Wow. Most of them were performers, actors, um, circus uh, <laughs> performers, just a really, really wonderful bunch of people and it was just, I was, uh, how old was I at that time? I think I was like 20, 21. Mm. And coming from a quite a, you know, conservative background in Greece, it was just such an eye-opening experience for me to just see that, oh, people can live by doing what they love doing. Wow. And so I accidentally, <laughs> I would say, because, well, nothing is an accident, but somehow I wasn't even planning to do it, I ended up becoming um, a Pilates teacher. Mm. So I started going into that movement therapy path um, quite early. Um, and then one thing took me to another thing, one training to another training. And right now I'm really passionate about um, the transference of trauma and how trauma is stored in the body mm. and the importance of supporting people come back into the body so that they can tend to their own trauma mm. and as a result um, become a force of social, political, economic and cultural change. Wow. So... That's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Are you able to talk a little bit about that? So obviously Pilates, you know, movement, a little bit similar to yoga, more core, perhaps very generalized view. But in terms of the trauma and, and bringing the person back into their body, how would you go about to facilitate such an yeah. event? Well, um, or what methods? Yeah, so, so when I first started um, in 
my Pilates journey, I had the honor to work with some amazing, amazing teachers. Mm. And the training I did was, it was not a classical Pilates training. So it wasn't really what people think of Pilates mm. because it had a lot of uh, influence from other somatic practices like Feldenkrais and Franklin Method, like other podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, conversations. But it had a lot of um, different aspects on how um, energy basically stored in the body. Mm. And so from very early, I was um, interested in how basically um, the movement patterns are also um, a mirror to the emotional mm. patterns and the mental patterns. Wow. Um, now the practices that I use now mainly are um, conscious movement uh, free movement mm. so I like to work with people and create a space where they can start to really connect and have a conversation with their body and to start to feel the impulses that are alive in them because mm. I think this is the, the most important part and we live in a society that is so crazy and so <laughs> noisy and so busy and we forget to come back into our bodies and we forget to come back into that space that we hear the body mm. and the body has a lot to say. So true. And so for me this is the most important practice of like supporting people have that establish that conversation mm. so that they can move through with the impulses that are arising now other um, practices that I use a lot is breath work so breath work is just an amazing tool to open up mm. um, the energetic pathways and channels within the body and so many of us just breathe without even consciously breathing right. daily so mm -hmm. the moment you bring your awareness into your breath something changes something changes inside mm -hmm. of you and sometimes this is not um felt straight away mm -hmm. but it you can see the results of it later um during breath work it's it's very common that emotions will arise just because you become so present to your own breath mm. and in a way you're attending to your own self to your own body in such a different way that it feels finally safe yeah. to give you all of these emotions that mm. may have been suppressed for a long time can definitely relate to that for example like there's been a few occasions where I've been in Shavasana or in a yoga class and I'll just start crying like yeah all of these emotions rising up because like you say you've finally given yourself that space to fully be present in the body fully experiencing the breath so I can see how that would be super super powerful yeah yeah and also Savasana when I when I used to teach yoga um, I always used to say that Savasana is the the time for integration mm. so you're integrating 
the whole physical, emotional, mental and psychic experience mm. of the actual class. Wow. And it's the time that your body has to to process what has happened. And I remember like Savashana was always and is still always for my daily practice the most important mm. asana. I so, love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's powerful. Do you have any sort of tips or advice you can give to anyone who is wanting to bring themselves into this space of stillness within Shavasana or focus on their breath, but perhaps has a lot going on in their mind. Do you have any like recommendations how to reground mm. that energy? It's a very good practical question. Mm. Um, and I'll just speak from experience, from my own personal experience, because I'm a person that usually... I am and I have been a lot in my head mm. and so the basic thing that I would recommend or just invite others to do is to start with physical sensations so when you're sitting down or you're standing um, what is it that you're sitting on mm. what is it that you're standing on and to just start to feel those points of connection that their body is making with whatever is holding them mm. the floor, the bed, the chair um, and the moment you start to establish that small connection of okay, um, yeah, I can feel that my thighs are resting on the floor mm. or I can feel my toes really pressing on the ground the moment you start to to bring your awareness there then suddenly you're dropping mm. from your thoughts and you start to become more present within that space where you can actually bring curiosity of oh how does this sensation feel what may be if I could give a texture to that sensation, how would it be like? So from going into that worried space of thinking too much, we can easily come back into the body and bring more curiosity. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, so good. And I know as well, just because obviously I know you, I know that you do a lot of work with women as well. So are you able to talk a little bit about your journey of working with women and what your intention is in the work that you do put out into the world? Hmm. Um, yeah, so actually, as one of these things, I wasn't initially planning to do women's work. Mm. But <laughs> yeah, somehow, you know, when things just start to happen ways that you can never imagine you end up doing it um, for me the most important thing is for women and when I say women anyone identifying mm. as a woman to find their own voice to mm. find their own <sighs> expression of what it means for them to be a woman mm. and it's um right now as we speak you can see my hair is still shaved <laughs> and it, it was um it was a time for me that i was really trying to discover 
what it means for me to be a woman mm. and we have very specific ideas of what a woman is what feminine energy is what masculine energy is and the most important thing I feel personally is that I want to create a space where women can explore what is true for them mm. beyond what we have been taught by societies beyond what we may have adopted by our families and our environment what is true to us what is mm. our inner voice and to be able to actually find that inner strength to um yeah to express it mm, that is so so beautiful and if you don't mind me asking maybe this is a really big question but what does it mean to you to be a woman <laughs> it a is one. a big question be- <laughs> because it's actually something I'm noticing that changes a lot mm. it's so fluid and the last few years of my journey um, exploring what it means to be a woman for me it has changed so <laughs> much um, very interesting question mm. and quite um you know like it's you you can catch someone um unprepared with such a question mm. and i guess it, i guess as well it's a pretty loaded question because there's a also. lot of expectations and then stereotypes and then the feminist lens and then the tantric lens or the yoga trend and they they all kind of like I guess in some ways they polarize against one another and I I guess I guess as well it's okay to resonate with some aspects like you say at certain points in your life and then not so much in the others and it interchanges and cycles yeah Mm. Mm. but we can come back to that if you like if you feel like it's gonna maybe it'll it'll come and pop out (laughs) yeah at some point but if we can talk about okay so you've got work going on with women which is amazing and I I love that so much because as you know I'm also doing a lot of work for women and I think this like global awakening of the divine feminine and the collective support and sisterhood is like really going to be very healing for the planet so can you talk a little bit about the workshop that you do have coming up as I <laughs> I saw it earlier on Facebook and I thought wow that looks really really powerful so if you can just talk about what you'll be getting up to different elements and what your yeah. intentions are with everything it would be interesting to hear about okay so yeah the next workshop in March um it's literally called connecting to the sensual self and it's mm. literally what it is and It will be a space where women can come together, Mm. first of all in community, um, and have the chance to connect to the community, but also to their own selves. Mm. And it's literally about... um, mm, again discovering this parts of us that are full of sensuality Mm. and to actually work with this really potent 
energy, mm. the really potent sexual energy, um, so that we can empower ourselves and we can discover how we want to express this sensual and sexual energy. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's again really one of the biggest themes I'm working right now is about authentic expression and I just keep hearing it over and over again authentic expression authentic expression and sometimes in my head I'm like okay enough (laughs) this is really what I feel I want to I'm bringing Mm. more and more into my work with my own self and with other people and women that we have been taught how sensuality should look like Mm. what is acceptable and how it's acceptable for us to express our sexual energies Mm. it has been suppressed a lot yeah and it's a chance for us women to really connect with that energy Mm. and to empower ourselves through that energy um because it's such a potent Mm. you gotta reclaim it exactly yes i think it's so interesting that these are the themes that you're working with right now because these are the themes that are also very prominent in my life too right now like yeah Mm. the authentic expression exploring more the sensual sides it's almost like this collective global shift and like yeah this raising of interest within these areas I think is so beautiful that we're all kind of like harmonizing these different topics and spreading it out into the world so in terms of reconnecting to sensuality as a woman like what does that really look like as a daily practice from your perspective would you say um Well, <clears throat> simple self-care, um, gives you actually the time and the space to reconnect with what is alive in you in that moment. Mm. So being and feeling sensual, um, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be like that Mm. every single day what is important is that you are present with what is alive in you every single day Mm. so it doesn't mean that when you feel empowered at one point through your central energy that you have to use it all the time but um very simple things like just even having like a morning practice Mm. just even having some time where you can like touch your body and maybe stroke your body and thank your body give gratitude to your own body Mm. um and then of course there is you know if you want to go deeper within your sensual self and your sexuality going more towards self-pleasuring which is something that is so beautiful Mm. and um when it happens on a like daily basis is 
also so powerful mm. and yeah I think I think this is a really important topic to talk about actually yeah. because yeah there is so much like stigma in society like you're saying how a woman should express herself or what a woman should be like and I feel like self-pleasure is such a taboo topic for women but actually I think we need to be like more re-empowered in knowing that this is actually yeah something really beautiful and something that can help us connect to ourselves and discover what we do like what does feel good and yeah connect us back to that sensual energy so I really love that you mentioned that and I'm just curious to explore like what your ideas are because I know that we both have an interest in Tantra and I've been reading a lot of books lately on on Tantra and female orgasm and all of these sorts of things and I'm just wondering if you've had any experience with like crystals in terms of self-pleasure like crystal wands or yoni eggs and these kind of things because I've heard that you know like typical vibrators and stuff can actually desensitize you in a certain way so I'm wondering if you have any experience or anything to say on that kind of area Mm -hmm. I love my yoni wand Mm. crystal wand which one is it it it's a pink yeah it's a pink rose rose quartz yeah Um, yeah it's it's a very big topic very Mm. taboo topic as you said Um, but yeah basic things like that like Mm. um, a crystal wand um, working with uh, jade eggs Mm. or any other um, yoni egg I personally am very early in my journey with the Mm. crystal eggs the jade egg Um, so I don't have anything to say really about it yet Mm. um but i think there are beautiful tools to support anyone actually um get back into that part of themselves Mm. uh, that might have been suppressed or neglected um and just going back into that topic of like self-pleasuring in general Mm. I wanted to mention that you know when we think of self-pleasuring we think of very certain things Mm. and an act of self-pleasuring is literally just giving yourself what he she they need at that moment Mm. so um as I mentioned earlier, I feel the most important thing is to reconnect to the body so that you can then be mm. sure that this is what the body needs. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful point. And yeah, coming back to yeah, more of the sexual side of self pleasure and in terms of like being fully in the body. Yeah, I read recently that in order for a woman to yeah, experience orgasm that she needs to be fully present in the body and therefore not within the mind but when there's things like porn or something like that you are like directing all of your awareness there and now you're no longer like experiencing your body and I guess even sometimes like in lovemaking like you could be thinking about something else or whatever and then again you're not 
fully present in the body. So I love how this all kind of interlinks back to the work you do do, the breath work, having to bring people present. And then that in itself is, yeah, allowing people to connect to to pleasure and sensation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's very interesting what you say about porn because it's it's actually the reason I stopped watching porn Mm. years back because I noticed that actually we're much more present on like the visual um Stimuli. stimulation and mm. arousal rather mm. than the actual sensation yeah so then i decided after i realized that i decided okay so i would like to to see how it feels to actually be present with my body and Mm. how that sexual energy manifests in that moment um and it's been a very powerful actually practice to to breathe and to contract the muscles Mm. pelvic floor muscles and release and a lot of women know this exercise but it's just really really powerful to to synchronize your breath with the Mm. exercise and it can really give you so much pleasure and this amazing. Interesting. I haven't heard of okay. I've heard of you know the kegels, the pelvic floor, but I haven't heard of it in terms of the breath. So if someone were to go and practice this at home now, how would it work breath wise? Is it like inhale, okay. and exhale, you squeeze and lift, or yeah, so you <laughs> inhale and you squeeze and lift, and you exhale, let go. Okay. And yeah, by the way, this is I'm not teaching it to anyone because yeah, this is just my own practice yeah, for sure. um but yeah just inhaling and holding up and mm. then exhaling and you know when when someone starts to to play around with this practice mm. and they change also the length of the breath mm. and then maybe they uh, start to change how fast they breathe and how fast they doing the exercise mm. it can really get you into really nice well wow. pleasurable moments <laughs> and nice orgasms yeah, so that yeah. sounds amazing yeah. and i know in tantra as well i don't know how how deep you dived into this area if this kind of area interests you or not but I'm curious about like the the rising of like the kundalini energy and how in terms of the sexual energy instead of just letting the orgasm be I don't know not depleted I can't think of the word but instead just guiding that sexual energy up through the body so pulling the energy up to the crown have you experienced much of this or had any because I'm only just getting into it you know but I've been experimenting in my self-pleasure practice where when you are reaching the peak of orgasm like just visualizing the energy traveling from the root all the way up through the chakras and into the crown and no joke it's almost like a psychedelic experience it's like a cosmic mm-hmm. orgasm like it just feels a little bit transcendental so mm-hmm. i try this at home people <laughs> but yeah i know this is one of the key like elements in tantric lovemaking i'm obviously not an expert either and i'm very very new but i'm just wondering if you've also had a little bit of experiment with this in terms of work and guiding directing energy yeah definitely um holding the the breath and holding um the energy that you have created Mm. instead of letting it 
release mm. um, will also prolong the yes. sensations. Yeah. Um, I feel like what has been really um, interesting to, to work with is actually when the moment that you feel um, you're in climax, mm. uh, you're, you will be going into climax to actually let go a little bit mm. and have a small break and then come back again. Yeah. And then even when you go into the actual release, if you decide to do so, mm. which also has other benefits, um, the actual orgasm feels different. Yeah. Feels much longer. Mm. Um, kind of like a whole body orgasm yeah and it's so different to what you know um to what maybe when someone is early in that journey they feel just a very maybe local sort of mm. sensation yeah so um, yeah i'm also very into exploring more of that mm. so yeah it's super yeah. super interesting because again like <laughs> i've been reading so much on the topic and i think it's really interesting because i think as women so this whole thing with the clitoris right first of all we weren't taught about it at school we weren't taught okay we have the clitoris this is solely made for pleasure and nothing else we were never told about that at school we were just like you know this is the vulva and the vagina and there's menstruation and there's babies and that's that. So I feel like we definitely had like this dis disconnection from experiencing pleasure as women. And then I feel like there was this rise and like we kind of like collectively discovered the power of the clitoris and like how much pleasure it can bring us. But now I'm feeling like there was that element to it. But now coming from like the more tantric lens, it's like actually when you have a clitoral orgasm it creates a lot of tension in the body and then that energy can't spread you know like how we were saying like up the chakras and more yeah cosmic and actually i've been reading a lot about how the clitoris is great and is a really good bonus but actually it can be very healing to experience more cervical orgasms so starting with like just allowing yourself to experience orgasm through deeper penetration rather than relying on the clitoris the whole time. And I think that's super, super interesting because this isn't something that I'm, I've been aware of. Um, and yeah, I just think it's interesting to kind of like definitely not go back into putting the clitoris into a box, but exploring the multitude of other ways in which we can experience orgasm as a woman. And I've read about how like the breasts are like the gateway to the heart and how it's through the breast that we can stimulate the vagina and so many nerve endings yeah yeah, yeah. so many ways and, and it's interesting what you say about not putting into the box because what is important is even if at one point we just want the clitoris mm. stimulation and the actual release that's okay there's no need to yeah. judge it and mm. to be like oh no I shouldn't have done that you know yeah. it's, it's what it is and sometimes this is what we need as pleasure mm. so yeah it's important to not go into that space of judging ourselves because mm. we didn't direct the energy up or whatever yeah. <laughs> and so true yeah yeah I think it's important to remember that 
Yeah, yeah, but you're so right. I had this conversation, I think it was yesterday, with Laura from Universe. Do you know Laura? I feel like you... Do I? I, I, I if know. you don't know each other, I feel like I need to introduce you guys okay. before you leave. Because um, she, yeah, she's incredible. And she's actually hosting a Yoni Steam workshop with Monica soon. Oh, Monica. Yes, of course. I but not Monica. Monica it's, it's Laura. Oh, Laura. Okay. They're, they're, they're good friends. Okay. And um, I was having this exact same conversation with Laura yesterday. And she's like, yeah, this is the shadow side of Tantra. They kind of, like, judge you if you if the males ejaculate or if the women go for the clitoris. But, it, yeah, it's totally not about that. It's just, like, about acknowledging the other options that are there. But yeah, from this non-judgmental space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's important to also remember that we are humans. Mm. And we are here <laughs> having a human experience. Mm. So sometimes it's easy to slip into the trap of like going into this sometimes when we go into this like tantra world or the spiritual world sometimes not everyone Mm. but i've been also there we we tend to like judge ourselves or maybe even others for not following the path as it is or whatever Mm. but it's important to remember we're humans right and this <laughs> so is the true. beauty of it mm-hmm. and the beauty of it is to actually be in the shadow be in the light be being everything in its totality this is what the human experience is about um and so yeah without judgment just witnessing what is present for each moment mm. that's so beautiful such an important message as well especially as so many people are going through this like collective shift and awakening i think yeah the the potential for spiritual bypassing is is raising very high especially in terms of like how now like spirituality is cool and like on social media it's like crystals and moons and everything it's very hipster now like you say which i think is good on so many levels because it's like yeah like more and more people can enter into that realm but like you say at the same point there's this the shadow side of then yeah like thinking you're better than someone else or judging someone so how do you navigate that or do you have any kind of advice for someone who could potentially be slipping into sort of spiritual bypassing is there a way that we can pull ourselves out of that again another big question and maybe we can I think sometimes also spiritual bypassing is part of someone's journey. Mm. It's part, sometimes we just have to go through that phase to see that it doesn't really work. Mm. Um, I love that answer. Yeah, I just feel like it has also been part of my own journey Mm. to do that. And then you just realize that maybe it's not exactly what... You thought it would be yeah. um so i had the same like when i had my first uh, spiritual awakening or reawakening or whatever you want to call it i got so like deep and heavy into like the law of attraction and like all of these things that yeah. i would be like i think i was at uni and i'd be like saying to my flatmates but just visualize it do you know what i mean just yeah. visualize it it'll come and like not that's not coming from a grounded place yeah it's it's going into that space of that everything is love and light mm, and yeah. yeah potentially it is and it mm. can be and and essentially it is love and light mm. but 
sometimes you know you just you can't ignore that there is the shadow also yeah so but you can't really change people you can't you can perhaps invite them to see something different Mm. and if not that then it's just part of their journey and mm. perhaps sometime some yeah sometime they will um maybe end this cycle of spiritual bypassing mm. and yeah but even that on its own is not bad it's just yeah. a fact that mm. i love what you say as well of how like yeah that could be a part of someone's journey because yeah i guess we need to experience these things to grow and evolve like the little yeah stepping stone so i think that's a really really yeah. beautiful answer because it's it's also like those that feel that they're not spiritual but spiritually bypassing mm. they go into a space of judging those that are yeah. so it's kind of like you know there is this this polarity created mm. afterwards that actually doesn't really serve or help anyone mm. and it's just really important to remember that we're all kind of swimming in the same ocean Mm. and we all have different paces and different routes and yeah like we're all on different stages of our journey and it's important to acknowledge that so that we can respect each other for where we are Mm. yeah that's so beautiful yeah and i'd love to add to that as well like yeah we're we're swimming along and we're all just doing the best that we can do with what we have in that moment and i guess it's kind of hard to it was easy to forget that sometimes right if you get like frustrated at someone else but yeah just acknowledging they're just doing what they can is a pretty powerful place to be in yeah which is beautiful so thank you sharing your wisdom with us is oh i'm just loving this conversation so much (laughs) (laughs) because okay so we mentioned at the beginning and we weren't really sure if you wanted to do it and i'm just sat here like wow (laughs) keep talking like honestly i feel like the information is just channeling through your higher self as you speak because a lot of what you're saying is like people need to hear this right now like there's a reason that we're doing this mm-hmm. right here, mm-hmm. right now. And I just really, yeah, want to acknowledge your voice and your truth. And thank you for speaking out because it's valuable. It's yeah, super, super and thank valuable. you for giving me the space and for actually, yeah, encouraging me, encouraging me to do it <laughs> because, yeah, the fear of being heard mm. and judged and seen is something that is very present in a lot of us mm. and certainly quite present in me yeah in moments so thank you for holding this space mm. to make this happen so beautiful i think as well and it's interesting because like i have a lot of friends who also have like such a deep connection to themselves and they hold so much truth and so much wisdom in what they share but they have this almost like a subconscious fear or blockage if they put themselves out there then that's Expose and I, I really wonder if this could be linked to some kind of like past life stuff, you know, where women mm-hmm. were said to be witches, even though we're just healers and naturally working with plants. Like, I really wonder what kind of role this has to play in the collective feminine of withholding mm-hmm. the voice and the 
intuition and truest nature. Yeah. I mean, it's for sure you can go back to other past lifetimes, but you can also just go into early childhood. Mm. And like experiences in early childhood can have such a, a powerful um, role in how you navigate life as an adult mm. or as a teenage and then an adult, a young adult and so on and so forth. So... I also really wonder <laughs> mm. how it's all connected, but um, certainly even small times that in the past maybe someone felt that they didn't have the space to speak mm. or they didn't feel valued in what they said or they felt judged, this can have such a strong imprint in your psyche and mm. um, it can just pierce the psyche in so many multiple layers that <laughs> you can even imagine mm. and um, yeah the effect that it has uh, afterwards um, yeah can be really um, can lead you to to strongly programmed behaviors mm. and yeah yeah I guess like you say there's a multitude of like layers and we'll never really be able to pin it down to one point but it it for sure does fascinate me these these realms of like past lives and dreamland and all these different factors but I guess yeah like you say we need to kind of focus on the human experience that we do have right now because I think is a Gemini, maybe you can resonate with your Gemini son, and I'm like so in the air and like dreaming, like (laughs) definitely, definitely, and yeah, it's. I often like often like to like think about past lives Mm. and to actually sometimes use them as. I don't want to say an excuse, but (laughs) like a reason for something. Right. But I also feel that is important to just whatever has caused a specific behavior Mm. or a specific belief to actually just take responsibility for perhaps shifting it and evolving it and yeah for sure having um an insight from a past life or Mm. a past experience is really really helpful but what really is important is to see how it now may be affecting your life mm. rather than stay in the story of what might have happened. So, so true. Yeah, yeah, I guess we really need a lot of grounding energy to come to that place of like, yeah, grounding it into the present moment and present experience. So I'm really curious, probably just because I know I need a lot of grounding. <laughs> Do you have any advice or tips on how someone can ground down ground their energies move 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 yeah yeah like, really just allow your body to move mm. and your whole being to move within your body mm. um Beautiful. this this has been my medicine for a long time and it has really really supported and has also led to many breakthroughs um but it's it's just a natural way to move things through the body. Mm. Moving 
I'm biased, I will say breathing also. <laughs> but singing, voicing, mm. speaking out, um, you know, maybe you can just um, sing in your room or maybe just the act of actually expressing things mm. to others and slightly challenging yourself um, also can help. Mm, yeah and I like that one yeah slightly challenging yourself to help you ground yeah definitely beautiful definitely and also like good food oh yeah girl like (laughs) good food meaning like something whole warm but this is like Mm. really at least in ayurvedic terms Mm. it's a really big thing to have this warm grounding food to bring that energy more inside of you. Mm, I love so, that. Yeah, what, what else? Like, <laughs> movements, breathe. Um, Is being in water grounded? Because I really miss my bathtub. I don't have a bathtub anymore. Like, oh. <laughs> yes, actually it is. Because um, yesterday it was like raining pretty bad and I thought... I'm going to cycle to yoga in the rain because I think I need the grounding. Actually, salt (laughs) water baths Mm. really, really help. Um, Yeah, and obviously, like, establishing a small, like, practice of however you can call it, meditation, Mm. awareness time, whatever Mm. you call it. Just, yeah, this is the, the moment you allow yourself to connect in any way back Mm. to your body yeah even if it's through the digestive system or Mm. the you know the muscles or whatever it is then this is really grounding in itself Mm. beautiful and do you have like a a daily practice or some kind of ritual that you do each day to bring you into this space or does it change or fluctuate um, it definitely changes according to where I am in the world. Mm. Um, when I'm in cities and busy places, I definitely feel like the need to have a more solid um, movement practice in the morning um, that is followed by some meditation slash awareness, body awareness time. Mm. Um, if I'm in nature, that might look like a walk in the woods mm. or wherever that may be, like by the sea or wherever it is. Um, I also like to connect a lot with my guides through oracle cards. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, this actually is really grounding for me. Mm. Um there's been times that I have used crystals more for this. Um, now I'm not using them so much. Mm. So, yeah, it's something that definitely changes according to where I physically am mm. and where I am emotionally, mentally and psychically also. Right. So just going yeah. intuitively to see what feel you yeah. feel you need in the moment. Exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's so good. And I know as well that... Again, just from knowing you, that you have a few trainings coming up. So if you would like to share a little bit about that, I'm so curious. And I'm sure everyone else would be super curious to hear what you've got going on. So um, I'm starting now the Somatic Experiencing Training. It's the work of Dr. Peter Levine. 
and his work just has helped me tremendously last mm. year when I was in deep deep depression PTSD anxiety attack and all of that um, and so it's a three-year training um, and basically it's a training for people who want to support others um, who are um, yeah who want to basically renegotiate old traumatic experiences mm. and to support them move these energies that may have been stored in the body wow. and as I said, yeah, his work was really, really important um, when I was going through my darker times. And also the other training I'm doing is the work of another amazing therapist um, who I, his work I honor and respect so much. And um, it's uh, Dr. Gabor Mate. And uh, his training is basically again it has to do with trauma his work was mainly around addiction and adhd population and how early childhood um, experiences um, that somehow have been traumatic to that person they basically um, they can show up later mm. and how you can as a therapist um, support people really go, go through the core and into the core actually issues that may be limiting their human experience wow so yeah it's it's very very interesting and deep work mm. and i'm really curious to see what it will bring yeah it sounds super super powerful and i'm so excited to hopefully in a year or so or whenever you're immersed into the work to yeah for us to connect back on the podcast and, and talk about your experiences and everything that you've learned because yeah I guess what you'll be learning will be very practical and what you're learning you'll be applying to yourself and mm -hmm. yeah this is yeah. incredible definitely oh, so so good well yeah. thank you so much I think we're gonna close up and I'd love to close the show with or the episode with a few little fire round questions where I'll just ask a few little <laughs> look on your face. Ah! No, I'll just ask a few questions and then try not to think about it and it will just okay. keep them short and sweet and fun. Okay. Let's okay. <laughs> okay, so what are you doing right now or what have you got planned that's going to take you out of your comfort zone? I'm having this podcast. <laughs> That wraps up my conversation with Liana. You'll notice that our fire round questions got cut really short as um, we had another sister coming around for dinner and she was outside and she rang my phone and it cut off the interview. But very luckily, it only cut off at the end. So we still got the whole interview, which is good. So sorry you missed out on some of the fire rounds. But yeah, hopefully you still have a good feel for Liana's energy and definitely... 
check out the work that she is offering, especially if you're in Hamburg in March. I think, you know, she mentioned she's coming to do a workshop. So yeah, I'm really curious about how you found the episode. If it resonated with you, I would love to hear your experiences, either on Instagram or Facebook. I would also love to mention that I decided to introduce a little bit of a giveaway where if you subscribe to the show and leave it a five-star review on Apple iTunes, then I will enter you into a prize draw to win a free 30-minute Akashic Record reading with me. Um, yeah, so if you leave a review, a review, you can just send a screenshot of the review and send it to me via email. I will leave my email address in the show notes. And you can also get a double or triple entry if you also follow me on Instagram and like my Facebook page of the Vegan Yogi Traveler. Again, I'll link them all in the show notes. If you want to find out a little bit more about Liana, you can check out her section on my website under Inspiring Women where you can see some photos of her and a little bit more about what she's been up to, which is really, really cool. And yeah, I just hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm going to end the show by playing a little clip, a little snippet of my Akashic Record reading, which I mentioned I would do at the beginning. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And for those who are in Hamburg, I would love to mention that this Sunday it's the full moon and I have another yoga and dance special with Deborah from Soul Steps a couple weeks after for the new moon on the 23rd of February. I'm running a soul, oh, not a soul, sorry, I'm running a inner child connection uh, new moon circle with my friend Mars, who I've done an episode with, who I did the sacred mushroom ceremony with. And we're actually inviting men, our brothers, to join us into the circle as well, which is something I haven't done for a very, very long time. So I'm really curious what that will be like. I'm sure it'll be wonderful. Um, so yeah, again, I, I look forward to updating you on that. So you'll find all of these events on my website, veganyogitraveler.com. Again, the link will be in the show notes. So thank you so much for tuning in, sending you so much peace, so much love and joy. Let go of it all. We recommend that you go with the flow. There are so many different timelines, so many different possibilities that can intersect and lap over, but depending on grounding and staying in the present moment, the timeline that is most suited for you will always, always work out. So let go of fear. Let go of doubts. Just be free. Flow, fluidity, move with the moment.